Life. I am your host, Mark Turka, and joining me this week, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on, my friend? Ready to talk some wide variety of stuff. I think yes. we got. We got a good show. one. Yeah. Today, man. Definitely. Uh, so, what's up, everybody? Here, thank you for tuning in. This week, we are talking about the X Men. That is the topic we, we settled in on for this week. You know, X-Men for us being kids uh, kind of the late 80s, 90s, the X-Men cartoon was huge. And uh, so the X-Men for us with Marvel was a big deal. So we want to talk about the X-Men this week. But we got some other great stuff lined up. Uh, quick things here at the beginning of the show. Don't forget, check out our comic news and review website, the comic panel. I actually remembered to mention it here at the top of the show. Yeah, the beginning. Great. Yep. TheComicPanel.com. Go over there. You got some great reviews, new stuff all over there. Our good buddy Slade Steel Soul, who's in the chat. Gary, he does some reviews and uh, some news over there also. And uh, yeah, check that out for sure. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at The Enthused Life. Subscribe to us through iTunes, Podbean, whatever your podcast service of choices. And you can find the goddamn Podbean. And you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash The Enthusiast Life. Just search it out. And uh, all those links are in the show notes here if you're listening to the podcast. So, Chris, what do you got this mm. week, man? Let's start it off like we always do. Oh, okay. What do you got um, on the brains going on this week, man? That's got you before, enthused. Uh, before I get into that, this does. Hang on. Oh, boy. Right. What's he got? Right. For those of you on the podcast, he's reaching down for something. Late um, Christmas presents are always the best. Uh, opening it up. No, oh, there's yeah. that clock. Yeah, yes. it came in. How awesome is that? Wow. So Finally if you want to see Chris, put a picture of that on our Instagram. You can follow us on Instagram at the Enthused Life. You can see this clock. Yeah. That Chris got. It's uh, what is it made? Is it made out of metal? Or what is that? It's a record. Oh, it's, an old record. it's the record. That's yeah. right. Which I would love to know. They put like a piece of tape, like if you can see, like where the like the gears are. Mm-hmm. So they cover over what uh, record it actually is. I would love to know what it is. Did you totally <laughs> ruin it? You might be able to see it in the back, right? No. Yeah, I don't know. Here, oh, here we go. Oh, you can. What is Wait it? Wait a minute. Um, it's not in English. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's it's probably one of those things. But explain it but, to our uh, audio listeners. What is so, it? So okay, yeah. So it's uh, my wife got this for me. She got one for uh, my brother-in-law, her brother. And one for me for Christmas. And they came from like Lithuania, which is why they took so long. Um, and it's a record that somebody carved a design out of and made it into a clock. Mine, the one she got for me, is an Avengers one. So um, the interesting thing about it is you notice who's not on here? We got Hulk. Iron Man. No Iron Man. Hmm. Shocking a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, you got Loki and... Hulk and I think Stark Captain would have sued him. Tony would have sued him. That's why. Probably, yeah. He wanted to cut. So um, it's just, it's got the Avenger logo in the left hand side. And along the top, it's got, you know, the Avengers and then a big thing of Loki. Um, I'll take a picture of it and put it up when we, when I yeah. post this to Instagram. Sure. Um, and the one my, my brother in law got is a Deadpool one. Nice. Uh, which is really, really cool. I'll see if and, I can get a picture of his. Where too. was this off? Etsy, he said? Yes. Yeah, that was. Um, and there's so many of them. It's not even comic book. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, musicians, there's Beatles ones like of them, like crossing Abbey Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Like there's so many huh. of them. And, and they're not that expensive. I think this thing was like 20 bucks. We think about it. The guy probably goes to a flea market, just buys old records. A dollar record. And then I think or- you can buy, I've seen in stores, like you buy just that little clock thing at like, not Joanne Fabrics, but like Hobby Lobby or one of those places. And you probably just right. 
puts it on there and has some sort of cutter that he's cutting that out. That's cool. I know. It's awesome. Awesome. So it's going to go in the room right there? Yeah, I haven't figured out what I'm going to do with it yet. We're we're probably, I mean, we're probably putting our house up for sale within like the next month. Oh, gotcha. So I I don't know. I don't want to dress it up too much because I'm just going to be tearing everything down. But I'll put it up somewhere. Awesome, man. But other than that, I read, uh, and you read, maybe the most amazing Thanos issue ever. Oh my God! Thanos like, is crushing it. We've been talking about this 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 series, man. People need yeah. to read it, please. <laughs> God, it's so um, good. I don't even know where to start with this thing, dude. So it it, it it's just I mean spoiler spoiler alert. We're, yeah. we're talking about Thanos. It, it just came out this week, but we're talking about it. We got it. Um, so basically, what's been happening is uh, old decrepit million year old Thanos, and I actually just wrote a review, and it is up on the comic panel site. So if you want to nice. go read read the whole thing, um. So old, decrepit, million-year-old Thanos tasks uh, Ghost Rider, or a version of Ghost Rider, Mm -hmm. to go get modern-day Thanos and bring him through time and space. Because what does Thanos always, what's he always trying to do is win the love of Lady Death. So that's exactly what the old, decrepit Thanos is trying to do. Um, So after that, and this arc starts at issue 13. So after we saw, right, 13 or 12? Uh, I think 13. 13, yeah, they did. The first, first one was 12, 12 yeah. yes. 13, 14, 15, um, Fed. So after we see uh, uh, Ghost Rider pick the modern-day Thanos up, we don't really see from him too much in issue 14, but in this one, uh, a lot happens. So when when uh, Ghost Rider and Thanos are like talking, he's like, I got to go feed the dog. Do you want to come with me? And he's like, yeah, the sure. So good. <laughs> the, the dog is a old, decrepit, million-year-old Hulk, which is chained up and bound in like a dungeon, just like a dog, man. I mean, yeah. you can tell he's feral, but it's the Hulk, which is just yeah, ridiculous. Which is awesome. So as he's feeding him, he's like, yeah, you should have heard the sounds that Steve Rogers was making when we fed the beast, uh, Steve Rogers. Yeah, we fed and him to the beast. Thanos is like. You fed Captain America to the Hulk? <laughs> like, okay, so right there you're like, and it was just so like, it was a quick, like, no big deal type yep. of thing. So Thanos goes, who, like, who are you? And we've been wondering that. Like, we've been wondering who is this Ghost Rider? And he's almost, he's like the comic relief of the issue. And he goes, oh, he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I should have introduced myself later. Sticks his hand out and goes, Frank Castle. Nice <laughs> to meet you. And you're like, wait a the minute. Punisher's the Punisher's the new Ghost Rider? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what in the world just happened? And when you, if you look at the the, um, the costume now, it's got a little resemblance. It does, yeah. To like right, some yep. Punisher stuff. Nothing that, they didn't give away too much. You wouldn't know that uh, before, before this issue. But holy crap, man. That yep. blew my mind. Yep. And it was great too. Even the even the Hulk scene when they show the Hulk scene of uh, him all chained up, and that's when they're mentioning that uh, they fed Steve Rogers to him. You see Cap Shield. You see what looks like the skull and helmet of Thor, and then there's even Nova's helmet is there too. So it's like he's just murdered everybody. And they even mentioned yeah. that he he what Adam Warlock. Adam he Warlock. Too. He yeah. even killed. And, and and that again was just so flyby like commentary it what wasn't say, like it that was, red guy adam or something he goes i killed the the uh like the golden skin guy or something like that yeah. and he called him and he goes i can't remember his name aaron <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like old thanos is saying this to <laughs> new thanos or modern day thanos That's he's awesome. like he goes i think his name was aaron and thanos just looks at him and goes 
Adam? He's like, yeah, I think that was it. So like so much time has passed. Like you're led to believe like like millions of years have passed. Um, and, you know, they're just a footnote really in the entire life of him. But for us, for comic book readers like that, those are major, major, right, obviously right now. Yep. huge characters. Um, but yeah. And then, what? oh, at the very end, like the the ending. So I, what what Thanos is trying to do is like he always does is impress Lady Death. So um Who's uh, what's what's the name of the thing that's coming? Like the the ch- not the chosen the, one, it's the a, harbinger or something like that. Or the I, herald, the like, herald, doesn't he call him the herald is coming or something like that? It, it ends up ultimately it's Silver Surfer it's, coming yeah. with tons of people behind him, and then you see in the cover the next one's Galactus. So I think it's basically Thanos is going to kill Galactus. Is that kind of the ultimate? Uh, I don't know. You know. I didn't even see Silver the, Surfer the brings Galactus. He, he's his herald, I think, is what he always calls him. So. Mm. It's interesting, man. That series just keeps getting, yeah, the Fallen Herald. Just, there you go. Yep. It just keeps getting more and more awesome. Like where they're gonna go with this, I have no idea. It like, I was thinking like it's January and this is like the best issue of the year already for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's gonna be yeah. tough to top this thing. Yep. Um, but they jam pack so much into twenty or so pages of just so good, and the art on top of it was fantastic. Just the series is killing it and it's like perfect timing Mm -hmm. we're at less than a hundred days now before infinity war infinity wars comes out so and i mean even there was a lot of references in this issue to the infinity countdown right isn't that the series it's coming out like next month i think and it showed the cover and you just saw all the stones you know the five stones of them of of different hands i mean one was wolverine and uh, i kind of didn't really go through to see all the other ones but they're leading up to Infinity, man. They want people to get hyped for Infinity War, obviously, and they're going to play that into the comics as much as they can, which is cool. Uh, I mean, they need to. I think they need, you know, we've been talking for the last, the whole time we've been doing the show about how Thanos needs to get his day in the sun. He needs to yeah, be that villain. He could be the Darth Vader of Marvel. I mean, he Absolutely. is to many Marvel fans, but to he is, but people to that don't really know, masses, I mean, right. yeah, they don't really know so much. I mean, they just think of Magneto, basically, and, and <laughs> right. Green Goblin. You know, they don't know right. Thanos, the ultimate villain of the whole universe. And so finally, yeah. we're going to get it. And Thanos is really getting it. Just an incredible series, man. So, but, I mean, go read it. Even, even like, I, now I want to know how not only did he kill you know, Adam Warlock and Captain America. I want to know the backstory of how Castle became Ghost Rider. Yeah, and you know they're going like, to get you know they're going to dive into have. that. Oh, that, need, that is a dynamic that yep. nobody ever thought of. Mm-mm. And the more you think about it, the more freaking awesome that well, it's is. It's funny, so. you even think, I mean, he's had an awesome year. I think Slade put it in the chat over there. He had a Netflix series. I mean, he had a big yeah. role in Secret Empire, somewhat, I don't, I don't really want to say big uh, role, but it was a, a shocking role a big at first reveal, when you saw right. it. Yeah, big reveal. Yeah. You know, then you have this now. I mean, he, he said he was War Machine at some point. I mean, it, it's just crazy um, that, you know, they're, they're diving into the Punisher. Because the Punisher is that one character that, you know, not, and I'm not saying he's like Batman at all, but he has no, he has no superpowers, right? He's not born with anything. He's just no. a dude with guns. And so, <laughs> he's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. With, with always out there in vengeance. And it, it kind of makes sense almost for him to be the ghostwriter. But I would love to know how that happens, you know, and hopefully, hopefully yeah. we'll definitely get that. Um, let's stay on the comic tip because I, I have something I want to bring, but I, we need to talk about this comic book series. And I know we talked about the first issue, maybe the second issue here on the show, uh, Doomsday Clock. Is running yeah. right now by DC. Issue number three yeah. is out. For those unfamiliar with it, Doomsday Clock is the 
I say return of the Watchmen to the DC Universe, but I think it's really the introduction of the Watchmen officially into the DC Universe. This isn't, you know, this is where they're all crossing paths finally, you know, for real. This isn't a little spinoff. This is the real introduction of them into the DC Universe. And, you know, there was a lot of hype, obviously, for this series. Um, I mean, Chris, you and I, I know, are super hyped. And the first mm. issue, I was very intrigued because the way it ended with Superman kind of having a dream of, of him almost being terrified himself and and i don't want to say this that so far i've been disappointed mm. but it just feels like like for me personally i'm just kind of reading it and it, it's cool you know but it's just like a little weird this last issue ends pretty interesting where the new rorschach is put into jail or into prison by batman kind of duped and you don't know where that's gonna go the basically the whole plot as of right now is i'm searching for dr manhattan which you know who knows still what haven't seen only in like snippets. What do you think, man? So far, um, I, I was the opposite. Like I did, I wasn't crazy about the first issue, and and I have, <clears throat> I've said this before, probably on the show. I know in my review of issue number one, um, I was, I was of the the mind of like, why are they doing this? They, I know why they're doing it, but right, um, they don't need to do this. Maybe is is maybe the better thing to say. But, um, so I didn't, I didn't really like. I didn't like the the Superman thing, which is again like we we haven't seen Superman since that those last couple pages in issue number one either. I I still don't like the um, the connection between the two. I get it that they're going to do that. I don't like mixing Watchmen with DC characters. Yeah, I don't know. It's I think that's well, kind of what's taking it out for me. Um, I, I because think the the interesting piece and in, and in, look Marvel has in the past had some alternate universes, but like DC readers from what I can grasp and I'm not a DC expert. I mean, I've talked about that here on the show, but it seems like they're so DC is so much about the alternate universes. There are so many universes and this is just one of the many, you know? And so like in as much as you don't like it, like, it almost just makes sense because that's how DC works. It's always these universes, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. it's a weird Gary thing. and Gary just said in the in the comments like it's all laying groundwork, which yeah I I agree with that. And it, we're only three episodes into a twelve run, so we're not gonna get the the juicy stuff right now. It's a slow burn. Well, it's 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 gonna um, be a much slower burn, which I think <laughs> is one of the things we wanted yeah. to talk about here is that the it was just announced was it yesterday or the day before? Now this is going by monthly. So originally it was every month we're gonna get a new episode of Doomsday Clock. And it was a 12-month run. Now, at going forward, every two months, we're getting an issue. So it's in the even slower burn. And yeah. when I went today, I picked up my copy from my local shop. And, and he was saying that um, you know a lot of what, I guess, is coming just in the DC Universe in general, was they were going to tie it in. And from what he was hearing is that a lot of the stories, it was going to take longer for them to develop. And Doomsday Clock was going to get ahead of those series. Oh. So that was part of it. Now the so original press release or the article that we had posted on the comic panel was saying more that they just felt like, Hey, we can't push out these 40 issue comics. We don't want to do a 21 page run or, or 40 page uh, comic. We don't want to do a 20 page one. So we're just going to make it to the 40 pages. Yeah. But, but I don't get that. Like that is an excuse to me. Like how do you not have your like comics? This- storyboarded or planned yeah. out to i just don't get that to me it doesn't and, make sense and, and i even think about that so you just said it about the the other series not holding up their end of the bargain which is preventing this from happening 
that doesn't fly for me either. Like all of these parts, this is your <laughs> baby. This is what people are flocking to DC for right now. I mean, other than like, well, you know, obviously, well, Dark Knight Metal and stuff like, like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, but this was your event. So you have to make sure everybody is on the same page. There's no lapses. There's no late. What do they call that in journaling? When you have, you know, uh, when you have to have something in on time, like you, like that can't happen here. Yeah. And it did. And, and maybe, maybe the blame goes all around. Um, is it, is it maybe we, cause we hear how much Batman is like the number one book. Right. And, and even the guy at my comic shop says it. And whenever you see the charts, that's the number one book. Do we know how, I mean, I'm sure doomsday clock one did well. Do we know how the second issue did? And I wonder because Batman is the number one book in some of the other, uh, DC books, maybe doomsday clock didn't sell as well as they thought. And they're like, we need to make sure that everything lines up properly rather than that being the true focus of Doomsday mm. Clock. It's like, well, this is now just, we were hoping it was going to be the big grand story and it was going to sell incredibly well. But now we need to say, okay, we need to even now outside of it, maybe refocus some of the other books, the Batman, the bigger books that we have to direct people to Doomsday Clock. You know, maybe maybe things change. And they're not going to say that, of course. They're not going to say Doomsday Clock's not selling. No, no, they wouldn't say that. But, but I don't know if they would jump the gun that quick on it. Because, number one, you know, sold great. Um, if two didn't sell that well, I, I can't imagine they would get, like, trigger happy and make Gary's this decision two said, he's to saying, three. Saying it sold well. Two did mm -hmm. well, yeah. So uh, if that were the case, I think they would give it a few issues to get more data on sales and not yeah. do it from two to three, maybe from like seven to eight or six to seven or something like that, maybe halfway through. Um, but I don't think now, I think that might be a little bit jumping the gun, but I don't know. Like th there are things within the issue, just getting back to the issue like that. I, I did like, they did reveal who this Warshak is. Yep. Although we don't know who the hell that is like yet. <laughs> um, they showed his face, which is cool. I think I love these like mime and marionette. Duo. Oh, so great, man. They are awesome. And Every now, scene with them, they're just murdering people. Yeah. It's so great. It's so Dude, great. It, and now that they're going to meet up eventually with the Joker. It, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that will just make this series. It, I mean, that I think will be the defining moment to me. And I love for, how they go for, to the bar and, and uh, the guy's like, you can't wear makeup in here. And she's like, why? He's like, you're in Joker's territory. And she's like, who? Who? And everybody's just like, what? What are those like, what are those powers that he has? Like with the, like the invisible gun. He's a mime, man. So he's got, he's got some things up his sleeve. We don't really, we don't, cause we don't know a lot about them. We don't know a lot, a lot about the characters in this series. And then with the comedian coming back. Yep. You see him. What's that all about? You see Dr. Manhattan's legs. Like he saved him like on a beach or something like that. You just <laughs> he, he's lying down. And you just see Dr. Manhattan's legs like behind him. Like at least you don't see his third leg like he did in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't nor do I want to. Um, but it, it's got good pieces to it. Um, I don't know. I'm still a little torn on, you know, that it's following the Watchmen yeah. whole franchise. But that is. You know, that's just my own personal thing. We're still I'm early, in, though. I mean, that's the thing. It's and, still and, you early. Know, Gary in the chat out. saying that it, they're building the groundwork. It's it is. I mean, we're only three issues in. These are long issues, and you know, some story arcs are only four to five issues. So I would hope we'd be a little bit beyond the groundwork. But I think there's maybe so many moving pieces that they just, 
you know, have to slowly put it out. And and ultimately, you know, the, I'm sure the plan here is to make this like The Watchmen, where it's more of just a big graphic novel rather than the individual issues. So they want to make sure everything's solid. They're setting the stories up. And um, I don't know. I, I'm still interested to see where it's going, but I don't think my enthusiasm per se is as much as it was when issue one was coming out. You know, I just, it seems yeah, like I'm, I hear just, it. I'm yeah. just going month. Well, now I'm going two months to two months. <laughs> bi-monthly, the bi-monthly, yeah. yeah. I just want them to bring other aspect like they, they they opened up this whole like box of worms and and it's with superman we have not seen and then the whole lex luther thing we have not seen him since since uh, yeah. as like <clears throat> uh, hooked up with him mm-hmm. so it's cool that we're seeing batman and rorschach because those are the two that you really do want to see but where is all of this going like the only thing we've seen with superman I'm is sure a dream. So I hope Apparently they, they don't because we're going by monthly. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. We're going to talk comics here in a little bit, guys, when we get to the X-Men. But I do want to talk about what I've been enthusiastic about this week. And actually, uh, when we finish recording here tonight, I'm hopefully going to get some time in on this. And that is the new game uh, from Rare that's exclusive to the Xbox One and to the PC. And that is Sea of Thieves. And uh, this game was revealed at E3 like maybe two years ago. Yeah. And they did it in kind of that, you know, whenever they do like a co-op game it's always like that stupid like gamer talk like hey man i'm on your right like you know i'll see you over here like i'll see you on my six check you over there like 10-4 good buddy and like that's kind of how they showed it and it just looks cheesy but um as the years have gone on here they've been showing more gameplay and if you're not familiar with this game i'm gonna explain it to you because chris do you know anything about this game none no i didn't think not a thing so it's made by Rare. Rare are the guys that did, uh, like, they did all the Connect Sports games, but they go back to, like, Conker's Bad Fur Day, or uh, they even did, like, the old uh, Donkey Kong Country 64. They did, <laughs> okay. or even Donkey Kong Country, even on the SNES. Um, but then they went on, they got bought out by Microsoft, and they did Perfect Dark Zero. Um, but with this game, what they did was they tried to create a cooperative pirate game. And so, literally, you spawn into the game just as a pirate, and you can either go in by yourself uh, in a duo or with uh, three other people, so four people. And it depends on, like, if you go in with four, your ship is bigger than if you go in by yourself. So you go yeah. into the game, you just spawn out on an island, and you just do what you want to do. You're a pirate. Yeah. So you go to the bar, you can drink in the bar, your screen gets all wacky. Um, but then eventually you get a quest, and you and your mates go down to your boat, and then you just look at the map. One person gets the map. You hold the map up. And you have to, literally the character in the game holds it up so everybody can see. There's not like an in-game UI system to see this map. And it's like, all right, we got to go east. So everybody goes and gets on the boat. One guy raises the anchor. One guy is on the wheel. One guy is in the crow nest. And like one guy is on the sail. And you all have to communicate and work together. And like really? one guy saying like, you know, go east, go east. And you're going. And then the guy up in the crow's nest can see like rocks coming. But the guy behind the wheel can't see it. So he has to say like, you know, turn left, turn left, turn left. But the interesting thing am- amongst this is in this world that you're in, there's other people out there spawned in in this same instance. So they can, you can just come across them in the world and you can either talk to them or you can attack them and try and steal their treasure or just do whatever you want. And then these islands you come across have the treasure. So let's say, you know, you get a big pile of loot or whatever that you get, you have it on your ship. If these guys board your boat, you're battling it out on your boat to steal really? the ship. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Like it, and, and it's all done just 
for fun. Like the game is very bright, it's vibrant, it's not like you know very dark, gritty pirate game. It's all yeah. just meant to be silly, basically, is, is what it is. Um, they have a system in the game where if you don't like somebody on your team, because you can um, kind of publicly match make, so you can get four people together and like you know, let's say somebody comes in and you don't like that person, rather mm-hmm. than kick them out like you would in most games, all like the other three people vote to put them down like in the brig, like lock them up in a jail cell. So it locks them in the cell and you can go down there and like throw, sh- like, throw stuff <laughs> at them. Awesome. They can like yell at you. And, and so it's just, it's so crazy. And so for me today, yeah. actually, I played uh, the battleship or the, uh, the beta just started and uh, I played today and stupidly I picked the four man boat but spawned in yeah. by myself. I didn't like wait for the matchmaking. So okay. it's a four it takes four people to do this boat, but it's me. So I so go like in there, running all over the pull place. Pull the sail, like <laughs> quickly raise the anchor, the boat just takes off. So I just start going and I'm like, "All right, we're going in the seas." A storm kicks up, the boat's like all bobbling and weaving and doing its thing, but I could see way off in the distance there's this little tiny island. So I'm like, "I'm just going to shoot for the island." So I'm try right. I had to keep steering the boat. I get I'm coming to the island. I don't know how to stop the boat. So I'm like, I'm just going to put the, the anchor down. Maybe that'll do it. It's going to run over Jack. On the I, I quickly, yeah. I lift the sails up. I drop the anchor. The boat keeps going and it stops, but then it just hits the island. Like it's all yeah. scraping. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so I just jump out of the boat, get on the island. And there's a, there's a skeleton there, like come running at me. This like crazy skeleton. <laughs> Couldn't figure out how to get my sword out, so I'm just because I didn't read the controls, of course. So I'm just like hitting all the buttons, pull out a sword, fighting this this skeleton. Finally, figure out how to get him. Go and it's a tiny island, a really tiny island. I turn around and there's my boat just slowly sinking into the water. Because then I went and look. I guess if that happens, you usually send someone down and you can patch up the boat if you have the supplies. But I didn't. So here I am. I'm stuck. I'm just stuck on this island. I'm like island. stranded. And then another skeleton comes running at me. And finally, I just said, you know what? Screw this. Yeah. Like, I have to jump in with other people. But it's fun, man. Like, that that little experience to me just showed me how this game is going to be one of those oh, just God, hilarious so games if you have people to play with. So you were lost at sea and then, like, you made friends with a volleyball. And <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I it, the way the game is built, I could have stayed on that island and just waited. And somebody eventually, it, like the game would have had somebody eventually find their way to my island probably. And I could have bum rushed them and stole their ship. I could have like hidden the bushes. And when they all get out looking for treasure, oh got on their boat and took it. <laughs> how big is like the actual world? Like, it's how pretty big. big. Is... Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. what the numbers are. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty big thing. Yeah, <laughs> Gary said in the chat, you can drink. And like when you drink the beer, the screen gets all crazy and your controls are all messed up. Yeah. And, you know, you can get sick eventually. So you can like, you could be like, I could drink all crazy. And then we're like, all right, let's get back on the boat. We get on the boat. My guy in game is all wasted. Anything. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's, it's really cool. The only thing that I think may be the issue is that um, you need to, you got to have people to play with, you know, and, and yeah. logging in as and- a solo player. It's possible. They do have a, a one man boat. But I don't think you're going to get those fun experiences. You're going to do anything, yeah. And you got to have, you know, three other guys that are on board, not to use a pun or anything like that, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) of of doing this correctly or or nothing's going to work, right? So, and that's always a challenge with multiplayer for you know, is is finding those guys that'll Mm -hmm. do 
the, a mission properly. So. Right, but I think what's cool, like that's the focus of the game, you know, and like it doesn't seem like the objectives are like super serious because rather than them literally pinpointing on the map where to go, it's just kind of a vague thing. So you and your friends are just creating this fun adventure. Um, mm-hmm. And what's interesting too is Microsoft actually is doing their own um, or something interesting starting with this game is they already have a thing called the Game Pass and it's like Netflix for video games. You pay 10 bucks a month, they have a whole list of games and you're not actually streaming the games, you actually have the option to download them. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a majority of them are Xbox 360 games, but there's some uh, <coughs> Xbox One games like uh, Halo 5 and that on there. But starting with Sea of Thieves, when that game drops, it's March something, March 19th, March 20th, Sea of Thieves is going to be free for everybody oh, on wow. the Games Pass. So you can either buy it outright for 60 or subscribe to the Game Pass for 10 bucks. And as long as you're subscribed, it's yours. And they're oh, doing wow. that moving forward. They announced that this week with, uh, I think, Crackdown 3 is another one of the big ones. And uh, what the hell was the other one? Uh, Gears. Was, there was, they, meant, they threw out the name of the next Gears and whatever the next Halo games are. They didn't mention the names, but said, like, you know, in the future. Um, there, there's cool. another Halo game coming out? Uh, they haven't uh, con- uh, like confirmed it, no. but they said like you know this will include future titles like you know the Gears of War and, and that. So um, I think it's cool, man, that that they're bundling that in, and I think that will be a good sale. And they're going to get State of Decay. That's the one, State of Decay Two, Slate. But um, that a lot of people will be able to play the game because of that. You know, th- I think it'll have a good population because hey, it's free. If you if you have a Game Pass, you just yeah. play it. You know. Yeah. So. What's State of Decay sounds like a zombie game now. It is, yeah. The first yeah. one, it was uh, kind of an online survival type game. Uh, not necessarily an MMO, but this one looks like it's going to dive into much more of the uh, cooperative MMO style things, which looks pretty cool. Cool. But, uh, all right. Nice. Let's nice. move on past Sea of Thieves, which I recommend checking it out for sure, uh, to, we're going to talk sports again this week, Chris. Yeah, we are. I know we're more of a geek <laughs> kind of. show. I know really? we're more of a geeky show, but... Yeah. Uh, but we're an entertainment show. We're entertainment and things we're enthusiastic about. We're this enthusiastic is more entertaining, I think, than, than sports. Right. We're going to talk about the XFL, which was Version announced. 2.0. Yes, is coming in 2020. <laughs> Vince McMahon, crazy old man Vince McMahon, which is kind of weird to see him off the steroids. I hadn't seen him in a while. Um, did it, one of the most just odd press conferences of all time. Actually, I watched it live. I was waiting did for my you? son to get off the bus, so I just had it I pulled up on my phone. And... Um, it was him in front of a green screen with the XFL logo in the background. And then the guy who was handling the questions was also on a phone, like a conference call, saying like, okay, Vince, we're going to talk to Rob from uh, SI.com. And then go so ahead, nobody Rob. was in front of him? No. He was in a, like he was in a conference call. And then like Rob from SI.com would talk and ask a question. And then Vince McMahon would say it. And then the guy would say, Okay, Vince, we're going to now go to, you know, Kristen from the Washington Times. Go ahead, Kristen. Really? It was just a weird, weird press conference. Um, But if you're not familiar, the XFL uh, was, what, 19 years ago, I think, or will maybe be 2001. Okay. 2001. It was a counter to the NFL, and it was extreme football league. And they had, you know, women in bikinis for the cheerleaders. They were constantly <laughs> the camera panning to them. Who was the quarterback that got hurt? The guy got hurt, went to the hospital, came back. I think he's a coach for Purdue now. Or he's a, he's a college really? coach now. Yeah. Came back from the hospital with a neck brace on. And the woman's like, the person interviewing was like, you know, what are you doing back here? And he's like, I got two reasons. Number one, or two questions for you. Number one, is this the XFL? And she's like, yeah. 
Number two, do I have a pulse? She's like, yeah. And he's like, well, of course I'm going to be here for the XFL. I don't remember that. Like, what the hell? It's in that documentary. If you watch that ESPN 30 for 30 they did on the XFL. I must have missed that. I, I did miss the beginning of that part. Uh, that, so good. Uh, I think I caught, like, the last half of it, which it was really good, man. Yeah, you, really, you, really you guys should go watch that. Definitely everybody out there, go check that out. It was the ESPN 30 for 30 on the XFL. Um, but it was just crazy football. You know, like, I just over-the-top, crazy well, hits. Uh, for the time, yeah, it was crazy. Um, but and they mentioned this in the thirty for thirty was like they went through like kind of like things that that the NFL adopted from them. The you know what I mean? that camera. that the NFL uses now, yeah, like that suspended That's the camera. That's huge. Um, the I'll never forget watching an XFL game, and there was a guy who I don't know if it was like a he re- returned a punt or a kickoff or if it was just a really like long like. 80 yard play or something like pass or run. But when he got to like the 20 and no one was behind him, a cameraman literally runs out on the field and is tailing him <laughs> with the camera into the end zone. What the like hell? play was not over, man. Like he, nobody was around him. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He was scoring easily, but I thought that was hilarious. Like, but it's pretty close to what happens now. Like it, yeah. they, they put in instilled and this goes across all sports now, uh, like accessibility. Like yes. now we get cameras into huddles and yep. for, for, you know, even basketball into locker rooms. Yep. Like that all started with the XFL. Mm-hmm. No, like none of that stuff existed before then. So yeah, it, it failed, but, um, other, other sports picked up on a lot of stuff that they came up with. Yep. Uh, the cheerleader thing didn't last too long. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. And I remember, uh, again in the documentary, the guy who was like their lead, like a uh, announcer, he made some comment because they came back from uh, commercial, and they were showing just the bodies of the cheerleaders, like not the heads. <laughs> yeah, just the bodies. And apparently, that's a big no-no in the world of like television and cable. Jeez. And he made some kind, but that's what because they were wrong. on the NBC. XFL NBC. was even on NBC. This wasn't even just like cable. It was on Spike. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, but. uh but it's interesting because he's not like Vince bringing it back now. Some of the reasons he said was, you know, the NFL's product is stale, that, you know, there, there's a lot of backlash. And obviously he's doing it because he's seeing the opportunity with just a lot of the hatred towards the NFL this season with the kneeling of players and just kind of the perception that they, they're getting with them just being a league filled with thugs. And this time he's going the complete opposite of what he yeah. did with the XFL. This time. No criminal records. They want everybody to be squeaky clean. He got asked multiple times about the national anthem. And at one point, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm like, come on, man, just stop asking this question. But it, what they asked, you know, will, will you require players to stand during the national anthem? And he said, yes, like that is going to be one of the rules in our thing. And if they choose to not abide by the rules. So, like, he's looking to go probably after those people that maybe got pissed at the NFL and, and went away. But then also he even said, this is going to be a safer league. They're looking to make it quicker. They want most games now are three to three hour, three and a half hours long. They want to make yeah. it two hours long, get rid of halftime. Um, and also then he does mention, like you said, Chris, how people are sports are more accessible. Now that's one of the big things they want to focus on. So like social media um, in mm-hmm. as of right now, they have no, no broadcast platform. So, you know, he's thinking probably online. I mean, you look at what, what Vince did with WWE and the WWE Network, you know, maybe yeah. they would do something like that with the XFL. Maybe you pay a subscription. Maybe it comes along with like Amazon Prime, and right. you're able to just watch all the XFL content. I, I don't know. Um, is he is he still doing uh, the you know uh, pay to win model type of thing or no? 
What do you mean? Like, you, if you win, you get paid. Oh, I don't know. I, I do know they. he said, I think, that he owns every team now in the league. Yeah, I read that, that He's he owns own every them all. Team. Because and, he said uh, something where it's like, he goes, if, he goes, if this thing fails, the only one I have to look at now is myself. Right. Where before there was a lot of moving parts and a lot of yep. people were in, in, you know, had their hands in the pot and everything. He goes, now he goes, it's all me. Yep. So if it fails, it's solely on me, nobody else. Which hell, man. I mean, you look at what Vince has done throughout his career, man. I mean, the WWE went from this, or WWF back then went from this little yeah. tiny, you know, wrestling outfit to just a worldwide phenomenon. I mean, he is yeah. you know, one of the original people that truly brought pay-per-view. I mean, pay-per-view sure existed a little bit before that, but I mean, he made it huge with rest, things yeah. like WrestleMania. And I mean, even look at what he did with the WWE Network. You know, he was able to find a way to get people to, rather than pay $60 a month, say, hey, why don't you pay $10 a month and I'll just give you all this content. And for wrestling Crazy. fans, I mean, that's huge. I mean, yeah. he's the ultimate promoter, and he, you know, I think kind of wants to take that this challenge on, and you know, he's seeing the opportunity that he could do it. Yeah, with, it's uh, true, and I think you know when the first XFL started in two thousand one, yeah, I mean, wrestling's been around for a very long time, but um, I think he, I think he was trying to, he was biting off more than he could chew back then, because right. it was pretty popular. I mean, it was popular, um, the WWE. What I'm saying, so I think he thought he was like untouchable. And he can do anything that he wants, yep. and he can create this ridiculous football league. And because his baby, the WWF, is or E is popular, it'll succeed. And it didn't. And I think he's now he's proven, like you said, he's proven like he's a brilliant promoter. And we got away from wrestling, but overall, it hasn't. Like overall, like it is still just as popular as ever. So he not only like as it got popular, he's learned a lot too. So he's yeah. learned what to do, what not to do. I think the, you know, stuff like the whole kneeling and all that that I I feel people aren't even going to be thinking about that in 2020. That's yeah, how quick no. things come and go. Yep. So it's a big deal now, and he probably got asked 50 questions like you said about it mm-hmm. when the the league launches. I don't think people are really going to care at that yep. point in time. Yep. But I like I like where he's going with it. I I. I still watch NFL. I have so many problems with it right now. Like, <laughs> I still watch it because I still get some entertainment value out of it and is the playoffs right now. But during the season, I don't watch a ton. Yeah, you don't. I helped, it helped that my team sucked <clears throat> this year, and I've said that before. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I, you know, 10 years ago, Sunday came around. My ass was on the couch yeah, from 1 o'clock yeah, till 9 o'clock at night. But, um We'll see. We'll see where it goes. With eight teams, ten weeks, that's a pretty hefty schedule. I think he's looking to do it in the like springtime, so it'll be kind of like when the NFL is, you know, on its hiatus, basically, or or, you know, kind of the end of playoff Super Bowl time. Um, And then, you know, he did. He kept saying, like, people were asking him, like, what, you know, uh, talent do you have in terms of like broadcasters and all that? And he's like, nobody yet. He just said, you know, I'm looking at we're going to hire some of the smartest people in. The business See, we're asking right. people like what do they want we're and they're asking him specific rules and all that and he said we don't have all that yet which so it's kind of so, funny like he was kind of preemptively doing it but at least he's being smart with it he's saying we're gonna ask what do you want so all those right. people saying like chris why don't you like the nfl like those right. are the things they're gonna ask and they're gonna try to change that which yeah kudos to him man i mean i i'm yeah. i'm gonna be there to watch it for sure um yeah, i don't I think, so. I don't think that he really could compete per se with the nfl but I think he's not trying to by, by him launching it in the spring. If he was looking to go September to December, 
you know, that's yeah, going to get crushed directly yeah. competing. Yeah. But if he's doing this, yeah. then, then, um, and that's the thing, in. even though like you, you hear all those articles about the NFL's ratings have dropped. <laughs> yeah. They've dropped, but they're still massive. They're still, they're, they're still, they're still number one. So, and I also read another thing about, you know, this XFL, which I didn't know at the time. Um, and maybe they even said it in the documentary, but I, like I said, I only watched that once the, when, from the announcement from the original XFL to launch was only a year. Wow. So this one, he's like, now he's got two years. I think he, you know, I think he even said that, like up there, he said, yeah, we just rushed it. I think he said, we just rushed it. And he said, we're taking our time. We're thinking it through. We're hiring the right people, blah, 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 blah. So So. this was just, we're doing it. We don't have any plans yet. We're just doing it. We're just doing it. I love it. And there's a song. I wish, man, I wish, maybe I'll try to link it in the show notes. You need to go. They, there's a song of some guy rapping about the XFL that is hilarious and it like, like played in the very beginning and then it just showed him you got to youtube it it's great so it's it, was it like an old for the old xfl and they brought no, it into no, this no, no. it's all new, new man. So- everything's oh, new yeah. it's all new yeah I, I wish i knew some of the lyrics because they were priceless um but yeah so we're, i'm interested to see man I'm, I'm enthusiastic about the xfl right now i'm, I'm yeah. more intrigued maybe but i think it's it'll be fun it'll be a good time and i think regardless and, and the nfl like we've been saying it's trending down so who knows in two years where we'll be. Yep. People might be clamoring for this by the time it comes out. Yep, we shall we'll see. see. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of X's, Chris, let's talk about our oh, topic of the week. Look, Look at that, that. Segway Master. Uh, let's talk about the X-Men. Yeah. I should have loaded that up. Oh, we should have had that set up. But yeah, you know, this is one of the biggest comic book franchises out there uh, and not even just comic books i mean movies now we got cartoons everything the x-men are just huge i mean you probably can't even find anybody out there who doesn't know of or have heard of the x-men uh, or at least one of the characters in the x-men because there's a bazillion x-men characters out there right. uh, we talked a few weeks ago i think it was one of our enthusiastic things about um what was her name comic book girl was that her name comic book girl 19 yeah, I believe it is. on uh, yeah. YouTube has a great series, the history of the X Men. I think it's three YouTube videos. Highly recommend you guys go watch it. Uh, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it focuses more on like the uh, Phoenix saga, like right? the Phoenix sagas and the, the Black Phoenix. Episode side. two and three. Number first, two and three do one is more of a just yeah, like a retrospective. Yeah. Um, but where were you first introduced to the X Men, Chris? Uh, man, I was thinking about that, and I, I don't. It was Wolverine. You know what I mean? Like, I think like most kids, like Wolverine was the X-Men and still is the X-Man. Um, <laughs> yes. But I can't, I don't, I think it must have been the cartoon. Um, what channel was that cartoon on? Do you Fox. remember? It was on Fox. It was on Fox. And it Fox. was always on at like 1030 or 11. Like it was the last cartoon, I think. at the. It was always yeah. at the very end, I remember. Um, but no, like I, I, I was never, like as a kid, X-Men like was not huge thing for me for me when i was a kid it was more um like ninja turtles and stuff like that but i knew who wolverine was and i thought he was awesome other than that it um in my early years i didn't really get into them that much it was just when i got older really um the movies are what really got me kind of back into them not right away but more of like wow these are really cool stories and and i'm getting more of the characters and then more recently, I really was gung ho about them, and it was all because of the variety of characters. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for something where it's like, 
you know, they have a ton of issues. There's a ton of backstory and it's not focused on a singular character. Like as awesome as Captain America is, you know, that's him. Like yeah. his, his, his title, his name is on the top of the magazine. That X-Men is all encompassing yep. and there's so much there. And that's what drew me to it compared with, with the movies. Um, so, and, and now that Marvel Unlimited, not a sponsor yet, uh, that we've had, uh, for a few years now, I've read a ton of X-Men yeah. comics and they are it's great, some man. of the best ones out there, dude. Yep. Some of the I, best I, comics. You know, I think back to my time in comics and, and I think my first big comic that I was reading was Spider-Man. Um, and then I actually, it's on the wall behind me. I don't know if you can see it on the camera over there, but the very first no. comic I ever got was a Ghost Rider book. Um, is what I got. So like I was kind of in the Ghost Rider because I just thought he was the coolest. Like oh, his head's on fire. That's awesome. And then Spider Man yeah. I was reading, um, and the X Men I was aware of them, but it wasn't really until that cartoon hit, and that's when I was just like, oh my god! Like that okay. first episode I remember. It's Night of the Sentinels or whatever it was, and it was when the Sentinels come, and it was like a two or three part uh, episode. And just I remember like Jubilee, I think, is new to the team at that that point and seeing like her powers. And then, you know, you, you see Gene and, and uh, Cyclops and just kind of their relationship. But you can tell there's a little tension with Wolverine. And I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is the most. <laughs> and so I was just hooked on the X-Men yeah. and the, the cartoon then brought me to the comics. And I think around that time is when the uh, Chris Claremont, I have, I have that issue number one on the wall behind me, too. Uh, when X-Men kind of relaunched and they did like those four mm -hmm. or five different covers and so I just dove into that series. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've just loved them. And part of it is because of, like, what you said. It's the diversity. You know, yeah. every other character in not not just Marvel Universe, but in many comic book universes, and this is a testament to what Stan Lee and uh, Jack Kirby did, to go back to the creators of the X-Men, was that they were just like, hey, these people are just born with this. You know, Spider-Man's bit by a radioactive spider. The Hulk, you know, hit, got hit with gamma rays. And, and Captain America was experimented on. Like, they all have these origin stories. And they said, no, let's just have them be born this way. They're mutants. Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of mind-blowing to me, right? It's yeah. just different. Like, that was yeah. totally new. And I think that completely changed. Now you see heroes and, and characters from all different uh, comic book uh, companies and that kind of being like that and and it all is a testament back to the mutants in the x-men and then to have that also translate into and, and um you know like i said that, that comic book girl 19 does a great job of it to show the social impact that the x-men kind of had at that time it kind of translated across like the women's suffrage movement um mm. you know civil rights all of that of the x-men were literally representing that where the society is backlashing against them and not right. You know, saying you you're not normal. Like you can't. You're not supposed to be in the same bathroom as us. You know, or whatever. It, it's just no. It's so true. cool. You know. Yeah. Like when they were created, uh, there was a lot of tension going on on a lot of different fronts in in this country, and a lot of wars being waged. And <clears throat> they tapped into it through these guys, <clears throat> and even the leaders of both sides, like Professor X and Magneto. Um, and she said it in that in that video, but it's well documented. Like Professor X is uh, Martin Luther King, like he represents Martin Luther King. Like he wants everybody to get along. Like you know, we can all come together as people, and we can figure this thing out. We we're different, yeah, that's fine, but we're still humans. And Magneto was Malcolm X, and he's like, no. We can't get along and we're going to fight you. <laughs> we're going to burn it down. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what started this. Really. And that like 
that's what I love about comic books. And I wish they did it more today, <clears throat> get into more, you know, like political issues and things yeah. like that. Maybe they do. There's just so many. They books do, but out you don't see it in the mainstream anymore. You no, know? and I, exactly. I mean, you could you know. argue and say that Marvel wasn't mainstream back then. You know, I mean, that was because comics just in general were just a, a niche thing. You know, not, they weren't looked yeah. at back then like they are now. But yeah, I think it would be great to see people kind of take that risk and, and infuse that into their their books now. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think what was cool is that anybody out there could find someone on one of the X Men teams or someone that you could relate to. You know, there's. Everybody, yeah. you have the angry man like in Wolverine who just wants to murder somebody. You know, or it just it just has a short temper. You have mm-hmm. Cyclops who is just the the leader who, um, you know, is always very just formal and and polite and all that. And there's just someone someone for everyone in there. And you know, I don't know how they've been able to keep up with all the different abilities and powers of all these characters, but somehow, almost every new character that's introduced is something like you've never seen before. Yeah, you know, and it's impressive. I should have looked it up. How many there are? I've seen the number before, and I of the actual characters. How many actually? Yeah, different people they've made. I mean, it's hundreds, but it which is, and they're all unique. Mm-hmm. It's almost like there's no like, they're like fingerprints. They're all completely different. Um, I don't know. Like, is Wolverine your probably your your favorite most likely or what? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's just kind of by default. I, like he almost has to be. Um, yeah, I think. He yeah, I mean he's the coolest. I think going off of that, I've always liked Nightcrawler just because he just looks cool. He's cool, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He looks cool. But um, and when he was in the movie, dude, I still I've said this so many times. X two, the movie is probably still even all these great movies that have come out in the past few years, still my favorite comic book related movie. Yep. That movie was so good, and uh, the Nightcrawler, dude, the scene where Nightcrawler, like, they're on the plane, and the back of the plane, uh, like, explodes, and Rogue goes just flying, like, no parachute, <laughs> no nothing, and he exits, grabs her, and, like, phases back in, chills every single time I see that part, man. It's great, man. So, so good. I, well, I, I think that's that. what's cool is they've always, and not just in the movies, but even in the books, like, they all really feel like a team, you know, like... You can read the Avengers, and the Avengers, of course, are a team, and they go out there, and they do their thing, and they, they kind of play off each other. But, like, the X-Men always are using their abilities to their advantage amongst themselves, you know, to fight. They're fighting a massive Sentinel, and you have, you know, Colossus throwing Wolverine up there who goes flying, takes a slash, he's falling down, and then, like, Storm will sweep in and, like, grab him again, you know, to, yeah. to kind of catch him. Like, they're always working together, and so the teamwork always seemed to just be... <laughs> a major piece of it where the Avengers like they all seem like they're all just kind of these egotistical heroes that work great together and can always win the day, but they all are still kind of out for their own ambitions Where the X-Men ultimately it's like professor X is the the piece that holds them all together. And they all, even though sometimes he makes them mad or sometimes they don't even know where the hell he is or what's wrong going on in his brain. They still all come back to that same, just, uh, you know, reason for fighting, which is awesome. Yeah. And then you stick it on the movie front, like this, all of this awesomeness with comic book movies is because of X Men. Because of the X Men. That's. Yep. I mean, when did that? When was that out? Ninety seven. No, 98? I want to say two thousand. Man, I, I you think it was two thousand. I think it was, and I know that in the chat they can they can clarify us. Okay, that for us. look but it I, up. I'm Gary. pretty sure we were seeing. 
uh, previews for a while. Because I remember going to the movies. There was, yeah, 2000. 2000. I remember okay. going to the movies for like two years. And there was always something. Just like, come on, X-Men, X-Men. And then they would just, it would just be like a tease. They wouldn't even show anything from the movie. Um, and then when that movie dropped, yeah, man. I mean, it, it just exploded. I mean, and yeah. and you look back at the, that cast... The cast was perfect, and, and yeah. more specifically, you, you really it was two characters that made the movie. I mean, you had obviously Wolverine with Hugh Jackman, and Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Like awesome. those two just are icons, I think, for movies now. You know, I mean, every yeah. the whole rest of the cast is great, of course, um, but like you couldn't cast anybody better than that. And I almost wonder, you think back to it, like if Hugh Jackman didn't play Wolverine, like. Who'd we have, I think like, it would have done as well. Vigo Mortensen know. from uh, like Lord of the Rings. Like who would have been who would have been Wolverine? I don't know. Uh, like he, don't know. You, you couldn't get better casting than no, Hugh Jackman, perfect. man. He is the perfect Wolverine, and that's what makes makes me nervous. Like there can never be another Wolverine, man. Like no matter what they do, how can they recast that if he decides to be done? You know. I know. I mean, I guess there's a chance that he could continue this he said like if they if you know they're bought out and and they can become one again like he would do it that was right around when logan was coming out yeah um i don't know like it, I'm, uh, that's gonna be a, a very like interesting that the person who plays that role basically has no shot it's like it's like re- re- replacing like Brett Favre or something like that or which that's a bad example because what's his name replaced Brett Favre and he's amazing Aaron Rodgers. Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever. Like whoever's well, gonna play, replace he's the greatest thing of all time. Yeah, he probably does. Yeah. I, like I guess maybe like Tom Brady. Like you know what I mean? Just the, w- those guys. Like you, you can't as much as I hate Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> the goat. Yeah. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going there. Um, what are we talking about? Gums? Is Gums number one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just whoever that person is. You're gonna catch. Good luck. Yeah. You know, it's it's gonna be similar to the solo movie when the solo movie comes out. The guy who's playing Han Solo. Like playing Han Solo. Good luck, buddy. Like you you just you can't. Like it's it's gonna be awkward. It's gonna be weird. Which, by the way, dude, we're less than four months from that movie's scheduled release date. And we had nothing. We were talking two weeks ago, like what our topic for the show was gonna be. And every week we're pretty much like, well, when the, hopefully the solo trailer drops this week, and that's all we'll be talking about. And we're still waiting. We're still waiting. It's not out. Like, Nothing. what is going on with that movie? Well, they were doing uh, reshoots. I know that again. They I know scheduled reshoots. It's gonna be uh, terrible, man. I'm feeling it's gonna <laughs> be terrible. Don't say that. <laughs> I know, Gary. Um, we got a plot outline, and it's the most g- generic plot outline of oh, all time. Oh God, yeah. There's the, this the guy named Han Solo, like, and he's a, on a falcon, and yeah. he is. Friends with was, a Wookiee, and they go on adventures. It was more generic than that. It was more generic than that. It's it's a movie in space. <laughs> basically, in basically, space. what that is. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, Speaking of the X Men in space, I've always liked the Blackbird. They're playing the little plane they fly on. It's awesome. Pretty awesome. I love, and there's a movie coming out. I think it's at the end of this year. That's focusing on Phoenix, the Phoenix. Oh and yes, they, they, they did do. Uh, you know, I think in X Men Three, yeah, the the three, yeah, you see her, but she's not really. Phoenix. But that's it's that. That's, weird. that's a that's a weak Phoenix. Yeah, in the comic book world, I love that the most powerful X Men is a woman. Yep, like that's awesome. And people think Wonder Woman is badass. No, Wonder Woman is nothing. 
yep. compared to what the dark she's an phoenix amazonian woman phoenix um, is what a god or whatever i don't know what she is she's, uh, she's just a part of a god this is ridiculous yeah so um it'll be interesting to see how that movie does i, I think it'll do well because it, you know with this whole like you know women's front that's going on right now which is great um but i wish it'll be compared to wonder woman i feel and that's unfair for a number of reasons uh, yeah i don't know i mean it's still x-men man i think i it might be i don't know i think so i think it will be but uh, unless i mean it what, depends what, Do we, is it is it like rise of the dark is it dark phoenix i think it's dark phoenix so she's yeah. the vi- she's gonna be the villain she's the bad one yeah hmm should be great interesting interesting <laughs> so yeah i guess on that aspect it might be a different take on it but yep. uh, um i don't know is is the is the cartoon like because i didn't watch I the cartoon you, as much it, as you did is it anywhere Let it's me check not on there. netflix i think at it's one not. point it might have been on hulu really? uh, i don't know if it's there anymore. it actually might have been on netflix at one point uh, but you should go back and watch especially do just those first like five or ten episodes i think i had a vhs tape and actually Gary mentioned it in the chat. I remember Pizza Hut doing a big promotion with the X-Men cartoon, and I think you could get like a VHS tape with like one episode or something on it, or cups oh. maybe. You could get cups. And uh, that that was just huge. Uh, what I was it? Was it just called what? X-Men or what? It's X-Men, was it? yeah. X-Men. Um, right now in the comic book <clears throat> yeah. world, uh, I'm caught up on X-Men Gold, which I recommend. The series is great. Kitty Pride leads the X-Men. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm starting, I think I'm going to issue four of X-Men Blue, which okay. is a bit weird. Um, yeah, that's the original X-Men. It's the original X-Men time-traveled with Magneto as, as their, their leader. leader like, yeah, it, I don't, that's cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's current, so it's key, like current day in that, but it's just kind of weird. Um, like the Bobby, the Drake, you know, the Iceman, he's really young. He seems like he's like 12. I mean, so it's, it's kind of a different take. It has more of a... As I'm reading, almost like a manga feel to me. I mean, it doesn't look that hmm. way, but it just seems more young. Like, it's really just because them. I think they're they're meant to be kind of young, um, but it, it is cool. But I'm really interested in X Men Red, which is what's going to be up after the Phoenix Resurrection that's going on right now, and it's Gene is really good is going to lead lead that team. I'm so. interested to see where that's going. I didn't read that one yet. Did you read four? Because four, I think, just came out Wednesday. No, the Phoenix I Resurrection four. four. Nope. I haven't read it yet either. Gary, you read it. Yep. Gene Resurrection or uh, Phoenix Resurrection. Phoenix Resurrection. Series yeah. they're doing right now, which is pretty awesome. It's great. It's pretty but. cool. Like it, it's, it's interesting to see where it's going. But yeah, I, I didn't know about that red until you had said it last week. So that's going to be just a, the continuing series for just where a new this series. Yep. She's if she's leading the red team. Yep. Um, what about spinoffs? X Men, uh, like single character spinoffs. I mean Wolverine. If you're watching on the stream, you see behind me over there. That's the uh, limited edition, okay. the number one right there. Right there. Uh, okay. Wolverine, his his books have been awesome. Um, you know, I, I've I've read him, and and uh, when I was younger, I think I started. Well, that one I got, I think I was I bought that like it had already been out. Um, but the issues like that were going on at that point. I remember I have I still have it like Wolverine fifty, and it has like claw marks in it. It was this big yellow cover. I remember. Um, but like right now, Old Man Logan is killing it. Old Man Logan is mm. a great book. Catch up on that. I think they're like thirty issues in. You can get a bunch of them off Marvel Unlimited. Um, so I highly recommend that. Um, I saw Gary put in the chat. He loves Cable. Cable has always been a big uh, series. I never and, read that. And the yeah. Deadpool and Cable. I know it's a big thing people love. Like, yeah. I love Deadpool. I we can consider him an X Men. I guess he's part of that that whole universe. Um, I, the Deadpool books are great. 
Uh, who I else? love the the I love the that's what I'm thinking. But I love you said you know the with Adam Deadpool and I always love the dynamic between like Wolverine and Hulk. There's always like a, a that was a thing his first appearance. Between, Wolverine's first was. appearance was in the Incredible yeah. Hulk, and they've continued that like yep. in a lot of series. Like you see the two of them. There's like this love hate relationship between the two of them, and it's, and it's awesome. I don't know. Like what are some other like individual. That's a good question. Um, I mean, there's been Jean Grey. I know they've done. They've done it. Um, yeah, Jean Grey, obviously. Have they ever done like a Storm individual series? I'm sure they have. They must have. You know, they probably every have. character at some point has, has gotten. Well, probably like the bigger ones, like Cyclops. There's probably been one. Yep. Maybe like a but short run. But the ones that stuck. Him. I mean, obviously Wolverine is the yeah. one. I think that everybody kind of looks to. Right. Um, Gambit. 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 Yes, Gambit that, actually has yeah. his own series. Yep. Thank you, Gary. But Gambit's cool, man. Gambit's a guy. I, I loved I like him Gambit. in the cartoon because he had that, uh, like, uh, what, New Orleans, like, French accent, you know, and he'd always, he charges up the cards and just tosses the cards. I mean, such a cool power that the guy has. Yeah. And then he always has that staff with, with him, which is awesome. Um, but And the one thing that I that I didn't know, and I learned this from watching those uh, Comic Book Girl 19 videos, was technically uh, Juggernaut is not a, a mutant. He's not considered. Like oh yeah, he has that. Like, uh, was it a stone or something? He he got uh, that gave he, him the powers. Something like that. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't know that. I just thought he he was born and, that and way. It, but and and the the juggernaut bitch videos are the worst thing that could happen to that guy because he's pretty badass. And people <laughs> just look at him and say that now, and it's like uh, that's the downside of that's the black yeah. mirror of the of the internet. There you go. Just, it's a gem. Yeah, I knew it was something that he carries. A gem. Yeah. Yep. Damn it. Sorry, Colorado. Colorado's losing. Um, oh, I wanted to look up. Yeah, I wanted to look that up just to see like if there were X Men standalone issues. Like, what are the best ones? I don't know. The best ones. Uh, well, Slade mentions uh, there's a Storm and Rogue one. Um, oh, wow, Colossus had it. That's crazy. Um, but you know, I think some of the best moments or best arcs, of course, the Phoenix Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, yeah, uh, Days of Future Past was a great one. Age of Apocalypse. I mean, here we're mentioning all these movies, but they're, that's what those series, I mean, they're, they, they're making the movies about some of the best arcs. Um, when I think back to just some of my favorite yeah. issues or memories, um, the one issue, I think it was in the Claremont run, and it might have even been, I don't know if it was issue 50 or it was somewhere around there, when Magneto ripped the adamantium off oh. of Wolverine's bones. And they literally, and then that's when you find out his claws are actually bones. Like he actually had the claws that was part of his mutant abilities, and they just got covered in the metal. Um, but just that panel of like literally the metal coming out of Wolverine, that. and of course he can survive it because he has a healing ability. But anybody else, it would just kill him instantly, right? Yeah, um, such a cool thing, you know. And and why that hadn't been done so much earlier? Yeah, there you go, X Men twenty five. Why that hadn't been done so much earlier uh, is kind of beyond me you know like that's that just awesome. seemed like the perfect fit you know you got magneto you got a guy made out of her that has metal inside him he's got to rip it out right yeah um <clears throat> but yeah. yeah very cool i think my like my goal i would guess and it's a it's a more of a dream maybe not even a goal <laughs> is to own um x-men number one Oof. and well I, I last year when i went to uh the Big Apple Comic Con, which I'm going again. I got my tickets actually. Nice, but, nice. Yeah, it's uh, April 14th or something like that. What are you going to get? Taking something off the wall. What is that? What do you got there? Well, I want to show. This is this is the I guess earliest book that I have. It's the X Men 100 
Oh, the 100, like the, the this this is right? legit first printing of X Men 100. I do have it, but dude, yeah. I don't know if you can see the corners. Like it is beat and pristine. I think I paid like 30 bucks, like it probably in like 96. Like I bought it like way back, and but yeah. it is in pretty crappy condition. But oh crap! Well, that's no, where I, I mean, was it's going. Look at it. it's beat, dude. I mean, it's all I the corner you can see. It much, yeah, but well, it's 25, it but it's classic, man. Like it, this, this is when the old X Men fought the new X Men. And uh, it honestly is one of my favorite books that I have. I mean, it was yeah. 25 cents when it came out. And I remember just, I saw it at the store I was at. And I was like, oh my God, I got to save my money for that. Well, I just that's saved where I was up going my money, you know, little, little kid Mark saving up to get it. When that's I awesome. was at that Comic Con, um, I saw, I think, like four or five different X Men number ones there. And one of the ones I saw was graded. It was CDC graded. It was 4.0, and it was still $4,000. Oh my God. Four out of ten it was still four thousand dollars. Damn. And you like wow. that's that's a pretty penny for something that's below average. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they hold. But value. it's still pretty awesome. It's still I <laughs> yeah I I held it. it. It was in you know obviously the yeah, yeah. the grading plastic. Four thousand though, damn. It was I I actually held a number one in my hands technically, um, and if I ever come into money somehow. I've told my wife like that's probably my purchase. I, I'll I'll take a 4.0 out of 10. Just to have it, man. Right? Any day, absolutely. Just to have it, yep. to have it. and I would pay four thousand dollars for it. Stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> but you could probably, you know, they deal at these things. Maybe I can get them down. Oh, to you could probably get them down a little like bit. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But that just shows you, like, you know, X Men are obviously still popular. Comic books are still very valuable. They're not losing. Nope value for the important ones and x-men number one is an important one i think we talked about it here maybe just how how comic book print sales in general are just like on the decline i think what was it there was like the four books or whatever a few months ago were only there was only four books that sold over like a hundred thousand or something like that worldwide so it's like now is the time to start collecting again right you know i mean when we were collecting when we were kids you know like you can see behind me the superman the the issue where superman gets killed off and sure they did all different variant covers and all that stuff and some of them were are super rare everybody bought that book and so the Mm. book's not worth anything you know because everybody had it now you have not many people buying print comic books either buying uh you know the digital ones or reading them some other way maybe online so it's like (laughs) (laughs) buy buy comics now now is the time and save them like you can actually Mm -hmm. probably sell them years down the line like everybody originally thought you could and probably make a pretty penny with it man so i think it's pretty it's a great time to be a comic book collector for sure so that's the thing like they're 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 not going away and and yeah from a from a collecting standpoint they're just as in my opinion they're just as valuable as anything else yep. and i i love what marvel does like they include the digital um in yes. the book you buy that's great that's idea yep. because i love i love owning the book i love that aesthetic of having the actual book there's nothing better than a, a comic book in your hand mm-hmm. um but i like having it on the go and I can access it whenever I want. Get it both ways. And it's yep. and it's great for our website because we can have like digital copies of you know pictures when we do reviews and stuff like that. Exactly. And we can give them away, which we haven't really done. We haven't really done. No, we Probably talked about we it. Should do. We yeah. gotta do that again. <clears throat> but, but um, uh, all right. Well, there you go. So I think the X Men they're not going anywhere. I think they're going to be huge uh, for a long time. And uh, I know many of you out there tuning into this. I'm sure you're fans of the X Men. So and it's only uh, getting it, well. It's going to get better if if you if you kind of felt like the x-men kind of movie wise have tailed off 
and just because the the Marvel side of things have been so freaking awesome, uh, this connection between the, these two right now is going to bring the X Men back in a massive way. Yep, I cannot wait for that, man. Like to it's see where this man. all goes now that yep. Disney has it, and we can all have, be one big happy family again, mm-hmm. dude. That's going to be. Let me ask you this: <clears throat> What do you think the future of the Inhumans is? And and the um... reason I say that was because. It just seemed like, and I remember reading this a few in a few places online, that Marvel, because they knew the X-Men was with Fox, that they kind of wanted to have their team. And so that's kind of why the Inhumans over the last five years or whatever it's been really got the big push. Yeah. And they were trying to make them the new X-Men so X-Men that they could bring them thing. into the Marvel branding of, with Marvel Studios movies. And then the show has just tanked. The show's failed. And yeah. it's just... I don't think um, the humans are in a good place anymore, man. And now no, with this hype, sucks. with the, the all, I mean, the X Men Blue, X Men Gold, X Men Red, like there just seems like the X Men are having this big resurgence. Now right. they're going to be with Marvel Studios, man. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. Um, they 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 did the Inhumans a big disservice with that show. Um, yep. I've said before, it's not as terrible as everybody's making it out to be. It's not good, but it's not. <laughs> I mean, it will be known as maybe like one of the worst shows maybe in history, just across the board. <laughs> and it in shouldn't history. be. It shouldn't be. Like, yeah. it's just they, they, it's it's a big budget production that they tried to cram into a, yeah, you know, television on, budget. Yeah. You can't do that with those guys. You can't do that with anything. Really. Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. does it miraculously. Right. And even them in the beginning, those sets were like cardboard. If you yeah. watch that first season, yeah, it was rough. It was yeah. pretty bad. But they they figured things out and the story took hold and things are th- apparently I haven't watched the season. Apparently the season is like killing it. Really? They're saying the season is fantastic. Um and Inhumans isn't going to get that chance. They're not going to get that chance to mm. progress the story. Um the the from a comic book point of view, the stories are really good with the Inhumans. They have some really good characters. Medusa's awesome. Black Bolt is like he's great. Man. One of the most powerful yep. uh, characters in the entire Marvel universe. Um, and there's a big like family dynamic that goes on. And then when they did the Inhumans vs X Men uh, series, which was really really good, um, the Inhumans lost technically, and then were they banished themselves into outer space, and which is where this new Royals. Uh, series came out, which I only read a couple issues of and I stopped reading, but it was really good. On the comic book side of things, Inhumans are awesome. They're really powerful, really good stories, and I think they got to give them another shot. I think fans would be welcoming to them in a movie setting. I think their, yeah. their TV days are done. I think if you bring them into not all at once, if you can bring in just like the big names, maybe like Karnak and... Uh, you know, like I said, Black Bolt and Medusa. You bring those three in, even if it's just Black Bolt and Medusa. Yeah, it's just them. I think would you'd be, be fine. fine. Yep. But put a mask on Black Bolt because he wears a freaking mask. Don't have him be like <laughs> some just white dude with some dude. you know, with some yeah. like slick back hair. That was terrible. Uh, I think there's a following for them, but they can't right now because of what happened. They can't be the lead. You can't. You can't have a Inhumans movie. Like if nope. if they should have thrown him in somewhere, maybe they'll show up in infinity war probably yeah. not probably not but probably not <laughs> but but they deserve better is what i'm trying to get at they deserve better they're an awesome series read up on them yeah. don't go by the show don't do not at all 
No. And you know where you can catch up on them? Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. <laughs> you can. Because you can yeah. find a lot of Inhumans in there, definitely. Because yeah. yeah. not much is going on with the Inhumans right now. No. So... But all right, man. Well, let's wrap it up there, guys. I don't know what our topic is going to be next week. I have a thought. And we talked about this, I think, last week uh, when we were off the air. And that is Super Bowl slash Super Bowl commercials Commercials. slash Super Bowl halftime shows. I think it should just be because it's in honor of the Super Bowl. We'll do it all. Just the Super Bowl in general. Not not really the sports side of it, but just everything else around the Super Bowl. We're talking, you know, Timberlake and Janet Jackson, all that craziness. We're talking everything. I think right. that'd be cool. Well, what we should do is remember how we kept saying, like, we kept pushing off, like, for weeks and weeks, the cord cutting episode? Yep. We should just say we're going to do a, a Han Solo trailer breakdown. Yes. Every week until it comes out. So, unless the Han Solo so, trailer comes out between now and next week, we're doing the Super Bowl. We're doing a Super Bowl but show. I'm expecting the Han Solo trailer to not come out. So, yeah. <laughs> It'll but, uh, come out like. The, the the Han Solo trailer will come out come out for the Han Solo movie. That's right. <laughs> <It's> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder if they're holding it for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Is that what they're doing? Maybe. Maybe. Well, no. Well, I mean, I guess they could. I shouldn't say no. If it if the Super Bowl was on ABC, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. But because it's not Disney. I don't know. I don't think they really care, but um, yeah. I don't think I don't think Disney for the wants Super Bowl to see that really movie. This is going to be an embarrassment. But I'm worried, man. Dude. I really am. I mean, I'm you know, really? I'm a diehard Star Wars guy, man. I'm, I'm I love it, but I'm just worried, man. I, I I just I can't. I don't know why we don't have a trailer. We don't even have like we should have like Maybe images. I mean, there's a few oh. things floating around, but there's where you should just have like this influx of all like where's the Entertainment Weekly. Like they always have the, the <laughs> magazine that comes out, and it's a big like a photo spread and all yeah. that. Like by this point, I think we should have that. Or, are you afraid of what are you afraid of? Like that the story's not going to be man. good. <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> it's just being terrible. Right. You think I don't know that bad? It can't be that bad. I, maybe I'm not really worried about the story. I'm just worried about him being Han Solo because it's one thing. Like Rogue One, for what it was. It was, I'm like, I love Rogue One, but like, they smartly, they didn't try to bring in characters that we already knew outside yeah. of like a Saw Guerrero from Clone Wars cartoon. That's fine. And Vader. Right. <laughs> it's Vader. Like, you could put him in there. We, he's got the helmet. We don't, I don't see, need yeah. to see as his As long face. as James Earl Jones is alive, you can always have This Vader guy, he's not, it's not Han Solo's face. Like, that's, I have a problem <laughs> with that. And like they, you know, the fact they were able to do Leia and they did Tarkin in Rogue One, that's fine. They're animated. I get it. They didn't have huge scenes. I mean, Tarkin did. He had a decent amount of scenes in there or time on screen, but whatever. I can I can go with that because half of yeah. the rest of the movie is CGI. So I don't care if you make him CGI. I don't want a Han Solo movie where Han Solo is Harrison Ford CGI. No, no but no, 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 no. Yeah. it's just gonna be weird, man. I th- I think it's it's tough. We'll see. Now, the Arshinator, who's joining late to the game, but thank you for coming anyway, said he's more scared of the Ready Player One movie. I see that. I'm not scared of that, man. I, that looks really good, in my opinion. And I think I'm less scared about that because um, it's in the, the hands of, of Steven Spielberg. Yeah, and you didn't read the book, right? I read the book. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love the book. I thought it was great. Yep. Um, but... And and yeah, you can say Solo is in the hands of uh, Ron. What's his name? Ron Howard. Ron Howard. And my opinion, Ron Howard movies have been hit or miss for me. 
Yeah. Some I've really enjoyed, some not so much. Um, same thing for Steven Spielberg, but Steven Spielberg has much more of a track record to go on. So I'm I'm Ready Player One. I'm looking and, forward to. And Ron walked into a train wreck. I mean, that's exactly. why they brought Ron over in, and that's why they're doing the reshoots. And it's like, hopefully, he can pull it off. I hope he can. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be there opening night anyways. I'm still going to, I'm sure I'm going to love it or maybe hate the first viewing. And I'm still going to go see it probably three times in the theaters or four times like I do every Star Wars movie. But I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm worried because we don't have anything yet. We got to have a trailer. Where is the trailer for this movie? And, and I think even if they had come out and said <sighs> like trailer is coming out this day, even if it's a month from now. Okay, like we have a date. That's fine. But we have nothing. We got nothing. Because I don't even think they know when it is. Like, it's almost not going to surprise me. Well, I guess they put the poster out. But I would say it almost wouldn't surprise me if they just delay it. You know? But I, I don't think it falls into the overall, like, plan of what they're doing with the Star Wars with movies. Star Wars. Yeah. And with the Avatar movies kind of bundled in there, too. I think that is playing a big role as to why they just got to push this movie out. <laughs> it needs to come out. So, all right, well, let's we'll wrap see. it up there, man. Guys, don't forget, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to check out the comic panel, our comic book news and review site. You can go over there, find a bunch of great things. And, of course, you can subscribe to us on uh, iTunes, Podbean, all those places. Podbean. Uh, you can find our email and all that stuff in the show notes if you want to see it. And, uh, Chris, what do you got? Anything here? What's coming up this week? Anything big going on uh, this weekend? I don't think so. Nothing. Not- Think, think. No, I think it's a pretty relaxing weekend. Not much going I'm on. Working this weekend, which sucks. Are you really? So oh, I'm not sucks, enthusiastic yeah. about that. Actually, yeah, which will be nice because there's a lot of books I gotta catch up on. So nice. I can be reading a lot yep. this weekend. But uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you here for tuning right. into the show, and making us a part of your week. However, you're tuning in, whether it's through iTunes, Podbean, YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Thank you so much. Podbean. And with that, and, and we'll Jason. Next week, Jason. We hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, Jason. See ya.